Well, thanks for tuning in. This is the midweek devotional for Wednesday, September the 9th. I hope this finds you well. Um, I invite you to come join us Sunday mornings here at First Pres at 9 a.m. as we worship the Lord our God. We're also online at fpcbruton.org. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for listening to us, that you hear us, and uh, that you don't tire of hearing from us. Help us, Lord, to be better listeners, to listen to each other well, and therefore to be able to share the love of Christ. We pray, Father, that you would be with us as we discuss this topic of being good listeners. And Lord, I pray for those who are listening today, that you would bless them and give them a good week. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, today I want to briefly discuss the topic of why it's so important that um, to listen well. Why is it important to listen well? Um, if you ever had one of those times when you're on the phone with customer support and they just don't listen to you, right? I was reminded not long ago of a time when uh, several years ago I had to call Target customer service and they were supposed to send me a link to re- for a return label so I could ship it back to them. So the lady sent me the link, but it didn't work. And so I kept telling her that, ma'am, it, the link you sent me and the email you sent me, it, it does not work. And so do you know what she did? She sent me the same email with the same link. Do you know how many times? Six times. She, she wouldn't listen to me that the link she was sending wasn't working. Do you know how long I was on the phone for? I wrote it down. One hour and four minutes. Why? Because she wouldn't listen. Now it's really easy to look at others and say, oh man, why didn't you listen to me? When in reality, we ought to first look at ourselves and wonder, are we good listeners? In our relationship with others, um, our brides, our husbands, our children, our parents, our friends, our co-workers, our bosses, our employees, fellow church members, our neighbors, do we listen well, because listening listening is really, really important. Uh, and I think listening comes from a place of humility, right? That we are willing to set aside our own agendas, our own plan, even for the conversation, and listen well. Now, listening's not necessarily a given, right? That, like, not everybody is born a good listener. Perhaps none of us are. I don't know. We're all born sinners, and so... I imagine that none of us um, find this something as particularly easy. You know, there are some really bad listeners in Scripture back in Jesus' day. Here's just one illustration of the Pharisees, Luke chapter 20, verses 19 and 20. The scribes and the chief priests sought to lay hands on him at that very hour, for they perceived that he had told this parable against them, but they feared the people. So... They watched him and sent spies who pretended to be sincere that they might catch him in something he said so as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. So they asked him, and what follows is their question. Now, the thing is that they were not asking for a good reason, right? They were not uh, engaging in a dialogue. They were out to catch him, not to be transformed by him. Instead of taking the opportunity to listen to the author of life and therefore be transformed, they're listening with an agenda. In fact, you could say they're not listening at all. They're listening out for something that they could catch him with. Uh, You know, it's not a given. But two, uh, communication, being a good listener, is really important to understand 
the needs around us. Proverbs 1.5 says, Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. You know, in relationships, especially marriage, we must listen well if we're going to understand what our friends, our family, our spouses, what they need from us. You know, some professions are manned by people who must have good listening skills. And one of those is a parent. You know, be able to listen to their child's complaints or hunger or thirst to know how to respond to those things, but also a spouse. You know, are we listening to our wives and our husbands? Or are we just engaging in some sort of really shallow communication, almost like on a pre-recorded response of, yeah, huh, mm-hmm, yeah, oh no, mm, mm-hmm. I never, I know you never do that, uh, but I know I do. Um, I find that especially with my children. There are times when I realize two or three minutes or longer in the conversation, I have no clue what we're talking about. And it's because I haven't been engaged. But, but you know, being a good listener is, is necessary for relationships. And one of the reasons is it's necessary to be able to resolve conflict. James 1.19 says this, Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. You know, conflict is going to happen in marriages and in relationships. And in fact, we're, we're going to be in conflict if we're close to people. Sometimes conflict can be a good thing. It leads to a constructive outcome. But you know, the only way that we're going to be, be able to attack the problem and not the person is to be able to listen well to what the other person is saying, even if we don't agree with it, even if we don't under uh, fully, even if we do understand it and we think that is the silliest thing I've ever heard of in my life, the key to being able to resolve a conflict is first being able to understand the position of the other person, which we cannot do if we don't listen. Well, being a good listener is important for other reasons as well. And, you know, it really is the key to knowing and being known. You know, God has made us for relationships, and we can't have relationships without listening. Um, why is this? Because everybody has a story. Everybody, no matter if they're old or young, whether, uh, no matter their background, no matter if they seem to have had a good life or a bad life, we all have a story, and those stories have hurts in them and triumphs and fears and anxieties and loves and things that excite us and things that terrify us. And so much of being in true relationship with each other is being able to share those things. We're able to be vulnerable, aren't we, because of, the, because of the gospel? The gospel says that we are defined by, saved by, redeemed by, given significance by, not something that we have done, but rather what has been done for us and done to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. One author uh, by the last name of DeGroote, a book I read of his a long time ago, uh, pointed out that you know even how a story is heard influences the story itself. Even how the story is heard influences the story itself. Think about this. Someone who has a story of hurt and rejection, if their story is rejected by the listener or if the listener just tunes them out, it will only perpetuate the hurt and rejection in their lives. We owe it to others to listen well to them. Um, you know, we desire to have this being knownness because we were made for relationship with God. And when we come to him, we are known by the living God, and, and we come to know him more and more as we walk daily in sanctification. 
But, you know, this really is the bedrock of and the foundation of intimacy in marriage. You know, without good communication, true intimacy, not, not just physical intimacy, that's good, but not just physical intimacy, it will not be enjoyed in marriage. Why? Because you will not truly know the other person in and out. You know, physical intimacy is never divorced from emotional and spiritual intimacy. Being a good listener is key to a good um, experience of intimacy in a marriage. I'll just say to men, uh, most women, when they start to tell you what's wrong with their day, they don't want you to fix it, right? They're not bringing you their problems so that you can fix it. I know that's tough because God has made us as fixers. Here's a problem. We're going to deal with it. Most of the time, your bride or your children or your friend, they just want to make sure that they've been heard, right? They want to share with you what's going on. Listening is so important because it's how we communicate um, and show others that we love them. Imagine, if you will, two scenarios. In the first, your daughter comes to you and she wants to tell you about her really good or really bad day, and you're just absorbed in that conversation. What are you communicating to her? That you love her, that you're invested in her. Now imagine a second scenario in which she comes to you, and she wants to tell you about the triumphs or the hard parts of her day, and you just it's clear that you're not listening to her. Do you see how one communicates love and one communicates apathy? You know, if a spouse, a parent, a child, a friend comes to you with a problem and you don't give them the time of day or, or just listen in order to be done with the conversation, what does that communicate to that person? Now, we're all guilty of this. We're all guilty of this. You know, I was reminded, uh, looking at my notes from a long time ago, that when you, when you go into a storm-torn town after a big um, hurricane or tornado, People have lost their houses and they have physical needs, but they've also had a brush with death. What do they need most? Yes, they need food. Yes, they need water. They need to be heard. They need to be able to process what's just happened. And how does that happen? It, it, it happens through listening. But listening also is very important to a command that we find in Galatians 6 verse 2. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. There are a lot of burdens in our church right now. Um, let's just think through some of them. Uh, let's see. We've had uh, one of our deacons has passed away from coronavirus. Uh, three sisters in our church are struggling with cancer. Uh, one of our members has lost their daughter. Um, one of our members has lost their sister in that same family. Not to mention the normal struggles with everyday life in the midst of this coronavirus season. Um, there's a lot of hurt. How do we bear one of those burdens? So we do things for folks, right? Our church is great about taking meals to people and uh, sending cars. Those are great things to do. Keep those things going. But how do we bear each other's burdens? A lot of it is just listening. How do how do we minister to and how do we bear each other's burdens? Well, think about those who are struggling with sin. We must listen to them well to know that, so that they know that they aren't alone in their fight and that someone still loves them in spite of their struggle. 
or as we listen to those who are struggling with anxiety and fear, that they might know that someone has heard their deepest, darkest places and they're still accepted. As we listen to those with painful past, that they might know that someone has heard and listened to their story and though he or she may not be able to fix their, their, their situation or change the consequences, they know that someone loves them in spite of these things. Why? Because God loves us. As we listen to those who are facing insurmountable trials and hardships, things that we can't fix, right? They know that they're not alone. And someone else knows what's going on in their lives. You know, 90% of counseling is listening. Why? Why is that? Because God has designed the process of talking one to the other as a way to bring healing, of getting it out there and talking through things together. You know, of course, the basis for all of this is because God listens to us, right? I mean, isn't isn't that amazing? Hebrews 4, 15 through 16 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Oh, isn't that amazing? That we can go before the very throne of Almighty God, the maker of heaven and earth, who is our Father, who is the Holy One of Israel, and we can bring our problems, we can bring our communication, we can bring our joys and our thanksgivings, we can share our moments with, and He hears us. Not because of anything we've done on our own, but only because of what Christ, our high priest, has done for us, And even now, he intercedes for us uh, before the very throne of God. Isn't that just fantastic news? Well, how do we listen to God? God listens to us through prayer. And how do we listen to God? Well, we listen to God through his word. Um, I've used this illustration many times. But if we think about our relationship with God like a telephone, how do, we, how do we hear from God? It's through his word. And how do we talk to God? We talk to him through prayer, those two parts of a phone. Matthew four twelve through 13. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him of whom we must give account. You know, th- this is amazing news. Not only does God listen to us, he has also spoken to us. And may we listen better, right? Listen through our hearts as we engage with the word of God in print. Um, but there are many inhibitors to listening well. And the, and the biggest one is we're just a bunch of sinners. We're self-absorbed, wrap up in, wrapped up in ourselves, and quite frankly, we just rarely have time to commit to others, to listen to them well. And this has been made worse in the age of uh, of, of um, the sound bites on uh, Fox News and CNN and MSNBC as we engage with our telephones, uh, our smartphones all the time, our, our attention spans have gotten even shorter and it's just, it's just fueled it. But what are some other inhibitors? How, do, how does that sin work out? Well, one is just pride. Right? It's just pride that 
We don't value what the other person says. We actually don't care about the other person because we're so self-absorbed. Works out in only listening to others so that so that we might tell them about ourselves. Have you ever done this? I know I sure have. Oh, tell me how your day was. And what are you really trying to do there? Well, I mean, hopefully you are much better than I am and um, you know, you actually want to know, but so often it's so that I can tell them about my day. Right? I've asked a question that I'm going to bear through the answer so that I can launch right into mine. How are you feeling? Oh, that's good. Well, let me tell you how I'm feeling. Have you ever done that before? Our pride keeps us from listening well when we monopolize a conversation. You know, conversation is an art in which there's constant give and take, push and pull. You know, if an hour goes by of conversation and, and one person has done all but five minutes of the talking, pride is usually to blame, right? Why? Because he or she doesn't value the opinion of others. Or four, our pride can come out in defensiveness. You know, when someone comes to us, and even in a godly sense, you know, there, there are godly ways to bring a problem before someone. Uh, you know, when someone comes to you and says, hey, I need to tell you this, or I need to ask you this, or I need to tell you that, you know, this has happened, defensiveness causes us to stop listening at that point and instead just say, Psh, they don't know what they're talking about, right? That, that's, that's pride. May the Lord grant me, may the Lord grant you the ability to listen to criticism, to helpful, constructive criticism well. Proverbs 13.1 undergirds this. It says, a, a wise son hears his father's instructions, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. You know, sometimes, uh, some, as we think through other inhibitors to listening, sometimes it's anger or bitterness. Anger or bitterness. You know, how many brothers and sisters don't talk to each other for months and months? I responded really poorly to um, my best friend in 11th grade, and we didn't talk to each other for, I think, a whole semester, right? Now, he sinned against me, and I sinned against him, and and I was the believer in that in that friendship. He, I don't think he was, and, and I didn't respond well, and I lost my best friend for like six months. Why? Because I was angry, sinfully so, and I wouldn't listen. You know, Sometimes it's just lack of spiritual preparation. Right? And in order to listen well and to bear each other's burdens well, it does take sacrifice. That we sacrifice our own interests in a conversation. And if we're going to be able to put the needs of others, if we're going to count others as more significant than ourselves, then that's going to require God changing us through word and prayer. You know, if we if we find ourselves struggling in conversation, not with, you know, awkwardness and that sort of thing, because that, that happens at times, but, but more of just like, man, I wish this person would stop talking, or man, I just I don't want to hear about how hard things are, then perhaps we need to better equip ourselves uh, to be able to listen by spending time in God's Word. Well, my prayer is that I would listen better, uh, that I would listen better to God's Word, I would listen better to my family, that I would value what they say. I'd listen better to you. The Lord would help me in my pride not to be so self-centered. Perhaps you would join me in that prayer. Let's pray now. Lord, we pray against our pride. Help us, Lord, that we might value others over our own selves, that we might look to minister to others in conversation, 
and that we might even use conversation to, um, to engage with people in the gospel. Uh, Father, thank you for listening to us. Lord, help us to listen to you and your word better. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.